Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. If you want to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225, and we'd love to hear from you, your comments or questions to answer on the show. Give us a call or give us an email, ambers at masteringourselves.com. Animals also go home. They, too, have an ethereal home, just like humans, just like plants, just like minerals. Everything has its ethereal counterpart, so nothing really dies is the rest of the story. Nothing really dies. You simply go from here to a different plane, but not you're not actually physically, well, you're physically dying, but your soul isn't dying. Quite often, animals uh, look the same on the ethereal plane as they do here. You know, um, humans are, um, let's see, humans do all kinds of things. Usually you don't, uh, usually humans don't necessarily look the same as they do in spirit. Like they don't have the same face. Like your, your lower self and your higher self aren't quite the same. Yeah, they're gonna look a little different usually. Yeah, I look very different than my higher self. Yes. You look more like your higher self. A little bit more similar, yeah. 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 But it varies. And you know, people's higher selves can be all kinds of different beings too. I mean, they're not all humanoid. I mean, some animals come into physical lives, into humans. Boy, we got like, you know, maybe 200 stories on this kind of stuff. Right. Just, you know, we've had experience. We've seen it all over the place. Sometimes people say that angels never come into physical form as to be have a physical life, and that isn't true. Angels come in. They come in they as... They can, yes. Yep, they come in as humans. They come in as animals. You know, it's a challenge to do this level of growth. It's not an easy thing, and uh, some angels choose to take this next step. Yes, and then I read somewhere some guy said that, um, you know, these people had earned be, being able to become an angel because they'd had such a good life. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Souls come out of God as an angel, and then souls come out of God as other things. You know, um, there's an angel craze, and some of it's quite nice, but, you know, they start taking it. They get real liberal. This is another idea of liberal, liberal, you know, where you get all kinds of yarns of what all this, like you can become an angel. Well, if you're a human being and haven't been an angel, you cannot become an angel. No, you came out of God as a humanoid being, and that's who you are. Now, you can take lifetimes in these different forms, but you always go back to your home base. And your home base isn't on Earth. Earth is not a home base. You'll notice most people, the ones that you come across that are truly, their soul is angel, they'll have angelic, uh, some kind of angelic um, giftedness or pleasantness or healing ability kind of thing. The angels that are on Earth uh, doing human lifetimes. You know, we've seen a lot of similarities. We know a, a lady who is no longer on Earth. She uh, she went back home, and a dear, dear, dear friend of ours, and she had been a gorilla mm-hmm. in a past life, and you could you could see that her feet still had the gorilla feet, and she was very embarrassed about her feet, but actually they were wonderful feet. They were just her gorilla yeah. feet. Then we knew another lady who had been in a past life, one of the ants in the um, one, one of the tree ants, uh, Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, thank you. One of the big trees that walked and talked around. Right. And she had been one of those. She and had all kinds of gnarly knuckles and warts, and uh, she could play the violin like nobody's business because it was wood, and it was just quite amazing. Right. 
this other lady that was a gorilla, another lifetime of her, you notice, you know, gorillas are incredibly powerful. Another lifetime of hers, she was used by the Roman armies as one of the so, sort of giants that would go into a city first and just, you know, scare everyone into submission. You know, just... Yeah, so there's bleed through all the time. And if you if you know how to look and interpret and not have judgment, like this one lady had judgment on her gorilla feet, and Keith was really kind to her. He said, I just think they're amazing feet. And nobody had ever been kind to her about her feet before. It was pretty sweet. You know, you see how Charmaine and I, this is just normal stuff to us. This is way out psychic to some people and, and new agey or whatever. And we have uh, walked a path. We wanted more from religion, more from spirituality, more closeness and rightness with God. So we kept going further and further into finding truth, pioneering reality. And these are some of the things that are just now commonplace to us as we've gone in further and further realms into further realms and dealt further realms past our egos. And uh, so this is available for everyone. And this is what Charmaine's saying. You know, when you start dealing with your stuff and you get right with life, then it's not such a big mystery. Uh, many things about life begin to be less and less of a, you know, mystery, like things of God are a great mystery. Well, they begin to be less and less because you begin to be attuned with them and uh, in, intrinsically you begin to sort of be aligned and know that yeah that's true and you begin to be able to tune in and you're uh, so crucial in this day and age your ability to detect what's true and what's false what's real and what's not you'll notice as you get clearer and purer with your intentions and your behavior and all this it's like a magnet you'll be drawn to certain things and they're right just right on and you'll be repulsed by other things, and they're not right on at all. They're really off. And you begin to have quicker and clearer discerning on how to run your life in a way that's just going to be beneficial for you, and, and life flourishes around you and life because you will walk this path and not go off in your ego or your beliefs or your cantankerous this or that, but you humble earnestly looking for the truth and humbly surrender under the truth and follow how the truth tells you to be each day. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to call in for a reading, it's 1-800-336-2225. We're giving away free meditation CDs to anybody who calls in, and we'd love to hear your comments or questions for the show at ambers at masteringourselves.com. You know, animals, uh, you know, I read also now and again, you know, that human beings are the only beings on the planet that have free will, and it isn't true. Uh, it's just not true. Animals certainly have free will. We watch animals having free will all the time. You can see their minds. You can see that they're thinking. They're deciding if they're going to do a behavior or not that they should or shouldn't do. They know they should or shouldn't do that behavior. 
They choose if they're going to do it. After a while, they start, you know, if they're really in earnest on their lessons, you'll notice that they start choosing less and less to do behaviors they're not supposed to. They know right from wrong, and they have free will. You can see it in them if you know how to watch for it. Yeah. You know, one time we were moving, and we had this little fish pond, and we were going to move our, you know, what, 16-inch fish and we'd never handled it before. It always hid in the bushes and stuff. But, you know, I, we came out. This is, you know, we got to move. And is this going to be a big hassle or whatever? So I put my hands in the pond and say, here, fishy, fishy. <laughs> it swims over right in my hands. I put it in the bucket. And we just, you know, speedily, thriftily, efficiently take it to the other pond and put it put it loose. So that was a conscious choice. Choice. We had another sick that, or fish that was sick, and it, it kept coming to us because we would go in and, and set it straight up. It had this, uh, it was sort of bloated on one side, so it couldn't keep itself upright. And so it would come to us, and we would set it right, and we made a little shoot for it, so it would set up straight. And you know, it would consciously come to us, make the choice, come to us to get help. A big koi fish. Yeah, these, this, this these was are, about uh, two feet long. Yeah, these are intelligent animals that know what they're doing and have lessons and have free will and know what they're up to. See, part of what humanity needs to do is get a little bit humble and stop thinking that we're king of the hill and we're the only <laughs> ones that are king of the hill. This is We got a, this cute little cat here. and He has a place out in the yard that he loves to play. It anchors him. He he was born very unstable, you know, in in the wild, and so he's still trying to work off that fear. So he, from time to time, he finds different places to stabilize. Well, he has this place out in the yard, and we're talking about intent. He comes out. I'm in my uh, healing room doing some work and uh, information and stuff, gathering information, and he stands out in the garage. He won't come in the healing room. He goes goes in the garage because if I pick him up in the healing room, I don't follow him to where he wants me to go, so he gets his connection. (laughs) So, okay, I go and pick him up, and, you know, I go to... In the garage, I go to bend down to get him. He stays about an inch away from my grasp. I go up a few more steps, grab him an inch away. And so I follow him out to his place. He lays down, tummy open, and I scratch him and all the It's been and about five happy. minutes, and he's just purring like like uh, crazy. You know, he's just having a great time. He gets his connection. He feels anchored and stable. And, you know, you can't tell me that's not intelligent. And he's, he's telling me, you know, this doesn't do it for me, Dad. I'm going to get you to follow me, and I'm going to meow until you go, okay, what is it? <laughs> so that's very intelligent. It is intelligent. Deliberate. Yep. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So here's some of these other questions about what happens to animals after they die. For instance, if animals have an afterlife, where do they live? Well, actually animals, when they die, they go to their ethereal home. You know, I know a, um, I know a, uh, ethereal soul who was, uh, quite a grand soul actually. And for some reason he's drawn, he's, he's a humanoid soul, but for some reason he's drawn to cats. And he has a slew of ethereal cats. Now he's an ethereal being, he lives up in a, like a castle somewhere, 
and he, I don't know, he, he, he's got 30 or 40 or 50 of them. His children. His children. Yeah, Isn't he's utterly connected. And I'll tell you, they are some enlightened cats, let me tell you. They are yes, amazing, they really are. enlightened beings, all the way from young to old, you know, souls. Yeah. And, uh, just an amazing place. It's just a magical, amazing Isn't that, place. So there's a cross. Yeah, between human and cat. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know if he particularly needs to feed them. I know, you know, there's another question in here about do animals um, uh, have service work? And, you know, I know another uh, ethereal being who uh, also lives in a castle, and he has a couple of spiders that work with him. And, you know, those spiders do all kinds of stuff on his behalf. Like, you know, they communicate clearly. And when, you know, he has work to be done, certain kinds of work, he sends the spiders off to to do his bidding. You know, it's been known by a few people that when he's working on somebody, spiders will show up. And this is a kind thing. It's not a scary thing. And uh, he they, the spiders are like his little emissaries. I'll tell you, I've woken up sometimes in my bed. So, of course, I'm, you know, kind of uh, physically ethereal. You know, just to that moment that Semi-conscious. Yeah, your your eyes are just opening, but you really haven't gotten onto Earth completely yet. And I see the spider right over <laughs> me, like a foot above me. <laughs> and I look, and I look, and I look, and I see it, see it, see it, and then all of a sudden it disappears. But it's because I've gotten physical enough that right. my I don't see it anymore. You can imagine Charmaine and I sleeping next to get next together, <laughs> and I'm sleeping sound asleep, deep sleep, and all of a sudden I hear this. Oh my God! And she's grabbed a hold of my nose. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you have got the stories, don't you? Isn't that you? good? Yeah, that's a good story. Sometimes things like that happen, but not all that often. Okay, uh, so this gives you more ideas about what's going on with animals when they leave, and can you get in touch with them when you uh, die? Absolutely. Can you get in touch with them uh, in your sleep at night? Absolutely. Just not a problem. You just have to desire to do it. Let's go to the phone lines. We have a Barbara, let's see, from ooh Jamaica. Ah, Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. How can we help you? Um, you there? Hello, Hello. How are you doing? Hello. 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 Hi. You have a, yes, I am hearing you. Do you have a question for us, Barbara? No, I'm just asking for a reading. And do you have anything in particular going on in your life that you would like a little bit of understanding about? Um. Let, let me just say this to you, Barbara, okay? You ready? Yes. Okay. Um, it would be good for you to learn to make the most out of what comes your way in life and accept things. Uh, try not to demand that things go a certain way for you. And... Uh, that's a very valuable lesson that's around your life right now. Can can you see um, ideas of that around your life? Pardon me, I can hardly hear you. Um, did you hear what I said? Say it again, sweetheart. Okay. Okay, one second. Um, 
you need to two things. You need to learn to make the most out of life, and you need to learn to accept how things are, knowing that somehow whoever made your life and created the scenario that you're living in your life, there's a reason for it. And if you can uh, make the most, the most positive, uh, work with the things and accept things and not demand too much, you can move through uh, anything that you're in the middle of to better and better stages, better and better scenarios. Did you hear me? Okay. Yes, does that resonate with you, Barbara? Yes, yes. Okay. So that's really big. Uh, there's not much that is important as just those words I told you. So focus there. Make the most out of it and accept what comes your way. Work with it, and then things will change how you want. It takes time, though. you got to master the situation and being okay with it. Okay, okay. What happened is that I'm um, like... We have to take a break, Barbara, we have to take a break. Hold on. Mastering Ourselves co-host Keith Amber has done thousands of psychic soul healings over the past 36 years. As a healer and co-host on Mastering Ourselves, Keith offers profound insights that assist you in moving forward in your own life through your own trials and challenges. During Keith's private healings and on the show Mastering Ourselves, Many of life's mysteries are explained with the help of the amazing spirit guides of light. Find out what others have to say about Keith's life-altering healings at MasteringOurselves.com. 